You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. The future comes, and now my watch begins. It shall not end until my death. I shall miss no game, withhold no news, report all rumors. I shall wear no jerseys, and plead allegiance to no side. I shall live and die on my webpage. I am the word in the darkness. I am the watcher of the TV. I am the megaphone that informs the realms of geek. I pledge my hands and name to the Geeks Watch, for the Geeks and all the Geeks to come. Welcome to another shift on the Geeks Watch. This week, I realized after we recorded last week that I lied to everybody. I said we were going to come back with the first episode of Stranger Things, and we're a week early. So, this is going to be a all news episode we might we might end up talking a little bit about good domains though yeah so (laughs) joining me this week as always is john hey i'm kind of used to coming early oh well i mean that's that might be a personal thing but (laughs) (laughs) uh and then jess hi (laughs) uh so talking about the news uh one thing i thought was a really interesting story the Razzies, like, does, is anybody? Do you do you ever pay attention to the Razzies? The only real, I mean, you hear about it every now and then, but the only real thing I know about the Razzies was the time that Halle Berry was uh, nominated for Worst Actress in Catwoman. Okay, and she actually went and accepted it, which <laughs> is like a big oh, thing. That's awesome! I didn't that's know she nice. accepted it. Yeah, she was in there in person, and it was like it's on YouTube, I think. That and she totally just accepts it like you know i want to thank my agent for putting me in this <laughs> shitty movie and she owned it she Good. definitely was oh, like that's awesome. made no qualms about it i mean it. i it I, when, she, when she was in catwoman had to have been around the time that she probably got nominated for monsters ball right i think so yeah those came out relatively Re- the same yeah relatively time. the same time so I, all i can think about is the time when sandra bullock like one for all about Steve and also one best actress or best supporting actress or best actress for uh blindside, like in the same year. So that I thought that was pretty interesting. <laughs> so what does that really say? I mean, isn't it, I've always thought the studio system was kind of interesting where they have contracts with actors. Sometimes they just have to put them somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's exactly what they have to and do. Then, you know, they, they end up in a movie like all about Steve. <laughs> well, then you also have to think about, I mean, I would assume that that has to do with like uh, the writer and the director, too. It's like, obviously, when you have someone that makes something like The Blind Side and then you have someone that makes something like all about Steve, it's you're getting what perf- performance you ask for the actor to give. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's like you can't really blame the actors in most cases. Nah, they, there are sometimes when you can blame the so, actors. Yeah, sometimes. Uh, but so, I mean, did you, do you have a Razzie memory? No, I really don't. I occasionally see, Oh yeah, that was a bad film. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yep. That makes sense. That that was nominated in one of Razzie, right? Yeah. So for the first time in it's 40 years of being, in Hollywood, or uh, being in existence, mm-hmm. the Razzies are going to be televised. They're going to be live televised. Usually it's just, I guess it's usually just 
in a auditorium and I guess Halle Berry wouldn't accept it and someone <laughs> recorded it, but uh, Comedy Dynamics Network, which I assume is a online network, um, they're going to televise it or broadcast it live over online. So. so today I learned I'm just as old as the Razzies are. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's wow. right. So th- that's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> just all downhill. Will either one of you be watching? I, you know, I, they're just going to make fun of bad movies. I really don't care. I mean, that's what we do. We make fun of bad movies. Well, I feel like it'd be fun to watch in a group setting. I feel like that too. Yeah. So that would be interesting. I wonder, I wonder if if they do like a red carpet that's just like as (gasps) big as the, the Oscars. (laughs) Well, see, but not a lot of the people involved with the movies that they're giving awards to actually show up. Like she was, Halle Berry was a one-off and i think it's been happening a bit more recently but you don't really get anyone of like her caliber no really of course not but i think that's that would be the fun if you dressed up not not and not necessarily were a part of that thing but mm-hmm. are representing it for whatever reason like i think that'd be funny so would it be like you wear your best on the oscar so you wear your worst at the razzie there you go <laughs> like come in like sweats sweats and flip-flops like stained white shirts <laughs> post malone could just show up as himself Ooh. oh shots fired at post malone <laughs> well, he's uh, richer and more talented than i'll ever be so whatever i mean i'm fine with with shooting fire at what post <laughs> fire. <laughs> firing shots firing i guess shots. What it's there you called. Go. <laughs> i want to shoot fire now all right i i just thought that was an interesting story but one thing is i you know, one thing i also think is interesting is that this came out a couple weeks ago chris rock is a huge fan of the saw series mm-hmm. and uh he is going to produce the next iteration of saw we have uh, Darren Bozeman, who directed Saw 2, 3, 4, and the movie Repo. Oh, Repo, Repo the Genetic Opera. And he is going to be directing this new Saw movie with producer produced by Chris Rock. And it starts filming this week, it, by the end of this month, so this weekend. Hmm. Or, yeah, this weekend. Have the two of you been fans of the Saw series? I like the first one. I think I've seen bits and pieces of all of them, and yeah really had no want to ever watch a full one it's not my type of horror i like more traditional horror as opposed to just wow how else can you die (laughs) (laughs) i mean i i i you have to remember that we had we got james wan from that movie and we got um who was the director of uh upgrade i can't remember lay something lee lay something like that anyways he was the writer huh Late Wiseman, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Mm. Yeah. Wise Wiseman. Some yeah, I don't remember what his name is, but mm. uh yeah. I mean those two those two guys came from those I mean James Wan is obviously one of the biggest directors in the business right now. So it's that's also interesting. But yeah, it's it's a horror movie that I feel I feel it loses a stick shtick after the second movie, but people would just keep coming back to see different ways for other people to get killed. Yeah. It's it's body horror, but with like a slasher kind of spin to it. Torture porn. It's torture porn. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's a good way of putting it. Gore porn. Yeah. I I checked out after that, the, the, uh, pit of needles. Oh, that one girl landed her hand. Oh, I was like, ah, I, I can't. (laughs) This is like, I remember one where it was like a cage on her chest. Was it a girl or a boy? I think it was a girl cage on her chest. And then she had to dick 
her hand in uh, acid. Yeah, Ooh. that was the same the key. Yeah. I think that was one where That's I was like, I don't one. need to watch anymore. That was when it was like a fun house and like a whole bunch of people were yeah. working together. Yeah, that was nasty. Yeah, yeah so uh, I mean, I'm glad somebody's going to be happy that they're making more Saw movies. I just, I, I did see the last one. I saw Jigsaw and, you know, they were trying to go in a different direction because, I mean, I'm pretty sure the dude, the actual Jigsaw, Jigsaw character died like in the third movie. So yeah. I don't know how they got to six movies with, with him. He just had a whole bunch of stuff that was pre-planned, but. It was a lot of the uh, Godfather 2 type stuff where it was like part prequels, part continuation. Mm-hmm. Sidequels. Yeah. And then, you know, other characters took over the mantle of mm-hmm. Jigsaw. And um, yeah, overall it was diminishing returns. I mean, the, the appeal of those movies from a production standpoint is they're so cheap to make. And they still make a profit because of that. Mm. That it's, I mean, it's like your Annabelles and your other, you know, Insidiouses and all those. I mean, that's true. Those like those movies don't get huge actors, so you're not paying that salary. Uh, whether or not it's CGI effects or practical effects at this point, usually it's pretty cheap. So, and they make a lot of money. People love to get scared for some reason. I mean, are these even really scary movies anymore? I think it's really just the gross-out factor. Well, people like that, too. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was mine. Saw was never scary to me. Yeah. It was just, you. It's like. just the, the cringe of like, oh, man, this person's skin just got peeled off. <laughs> have to dig in your own eye cavity for your whatever key or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's usually what it, what it is. So, uh, Let's see. Well, a little bit of a click count. Palette cleanser. Speaking of torture. (laughs) (laughs) We got uh, New Line making a Hello Kitty movie, and they got themselves a writer. Lindsay Beer, who uh, wrote movies such as The Transformers. I guess she was part of the the group of people that wrote wrote Transformers. She Um, was the one that was in charge of uh, making the empowered female leads of those movies. Are you sure? sure? Are you just (laughs) saying things? It was a specific movie, wasn't it? The Fallen Night one? Uh, yeah, the last night. Oh, the last night. Yeah. yeah. So you got uh, one of Hollywood's, according to the Hollywood Reporter, one of Hollywood's go-to tentpole writers, whose credits include Sony's Masters of the Universe, which hasn't come out yet, the Lion, the Lionsgate's The King Killer Chronicles. Oh, they're also, making that. Yeah, which oh, also crap. hasn't come out yet. Uh, Transformers: The Last Night have been has been tapped to pen uh, new lines. New Hello Kitty universe. So now I'm actually more excited about the King Killer than anything in this story. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure we caught, we talked about the King Killer Chronicles becoming a, a thing before a long time ago. We talk, I, in fact, I remember they were saying it was going to be adapted to a series on like Showtime. Oh, maybe. Uh, if that's the same thing they're talking about, if it's a movie, I, I'm even more excited because that means bigger budget. What's the King Killer Chronicles? Uh, it's the series by Patrick Rothfuss, I believe, with uh, the first book being The Name of the Wind. It's, mm, I would say it's more fantasy-oriented than Game of Thrones is because there's much more of a reliance on magic. Okay. Um, and there's so demons. and Sword it, and sorcery stuff. It, it's definitely more in that vein, yeah. It's this, the story Like Conan? Of, uh, yeah. The main character is kind of a Mary oh. Sue because he's perfect. He's just great at everything that he does. Okay. Um, but it's a yeah. It Conan would be a really good analogy because it starts off with him already as an old man, and he's recounting a story of like from when he was a little kid. See now, I don't understand stories that do that. Like I get the point, but like 
Isn't that mean you don't really have any urgency with the character because they can't die? Yeah, you don't have any suspenseful moment. You're like, oh! Yeah, yeah you're not worried about him like making it, but this, at the point where he begins telling his story, there's the idea that there's still going to be more. He's just catching you up to where he oh, is now. Okay. Uh, so there might still be more. Afterwards. But the guy hasn't finished the series. He's just another George R.R. R. Martin that just likes to drag <laughs> it up. <laughs> well, maybe with the, a series or a movie coming, you know, he'll be boot to, to ass to want to do it. Yeah, I was like, get off your ass and finish the oh, damn books it. already. But but with a, uh, uh, a Hello Kitty movie, oh, yeah. Sam Rio stuff, like, well, these are those tangents you were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've never been interested in Hello Kitty things. Yeah. <laughs> either one of you? No. no I, I don't. I don't want to say I went through a phase, <laughs> but uh, I had this thing where in high school I had access to a secondhand store. Okay. And they dealt a lot with uh, Hello Kitty. Like paraphernalia, plush animals and things like that. Yeah, so I kind of ran a little bit of a black market in high school with the goth chicks that were into it. Wow! Wow! Yeah, so I'd basically uh, like give them Hello Kitty stuff for the small, small price of uh, hanging out with me. Oh, okay. I learn new things about you all the time, John. <laughs> you know, there, you, there'll come a point where you're gonna want to stop digging. <laughs> I think I hit that a while ago. <laughs> you keep throwing shovels, though. Yeah, well. Um, no. Uh, I think the closest I ever came with uh, Hello Kitty stuff is the San Rio store in the mall. Like, you walk past it and it's just like, hits you in the face with mm-hmm. a bunch of that stuff. So, that's the only thing that I've ever really been interested in. I know it was a couple of years ago when the creator came out and was like, yeah, he, it's a little girl. Yeah, like, I think that was when my interest peaked was I was like, what do you mean? It's a British girl. Yeah. <laughs> it's a cat. It, it's a cat person. That's what's going on here. No, no, it's no. a little girl that just wears a cat suit all the time. Uh, did you watch the uh, Hello Kitty episode of the, the toys that made us or whatever that no, was called? No, I, I, I tried watching that first episode, which, which was what? Uh, Transformers? S- Star Wars was the first Star Wars? Yeah, Star Wars. Star Wars. And I was just like... I don't care. I watched the whole thing. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All those episodes. Even the ones I, I didn't just, care for, like the even, Star Trek ones. Even when I was a kid, I wasn't really like an action figure toy kind of person. So that's, I don't know. I just never Oh, you it. had friends, huh? I didn't. <laughs> I didn't have friends. I just watched movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't know. That's why it I just didn't get into to me it, i didn't get into it like I, i'm sure there was there's a transformers episode or a yes, he-man is. episode there's i mean we too. watched that that documentary that he-man documentary yeah that was what, just that masters was, of the universe was it is or that what it was grayskull 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 yeah. yeah that was i thought that was interesting but i just yeah, never the, got into that series that that series that we that uh the toys one is kind of similar to that uh, much shorter, actually, but they do cover, for like example, the He-Man episode. It covers a lot of the same information. Mm-hmm. It's just not as in-depth. The Star Wars one's really, really good. You find out a lot of really interesting things about what went into the making of it. So, all, I, all I need to know about Star Wars toys is that George Lucas kept, kept the, the toy rights, so he made a bunch of money off of it. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was basically the, the gist of it. Like, <laughs> he was just really, really good at negotiating the well, that's cause, merchandising. Who was it, Fox at the time? Uh, Fox, yes. So they were just like toys. Who cares about toys? Yeah, you can keep that. Yeah. And then he was like, ha ha. Yeah, it was like in lieu of a standard director's fee. He yeah. basically said, I'll basically do it for free. Just let me have the merchandising rights. And they're like, whatever. Yeah. And That's the like, same oh. thing that, it's the same thing like Kevin Smith did with uh, Jay and Simon Bob. He's like, when he made Clerks and New Light? No. 
uh, Miramax. Miramax. Miramax took that, and he was like, I just need to make sure that I keep the rights to Jay and Silent Bob. And they're like, sure, it's the side characters. Who cares? And yeah. obviously, he made that into a yeah. huge career. I'm learning so much about Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, keep it on the back pocket, <laughs> and then make the characters. That's right. I mean, they had a cartoon. They, they had toys. They had their toys. They had the, yeah, he, the whole few universe is following Jay and Silent Bob around. So. And they're getting rebooted. And they're getting rebooted. So, I mean, does that... Obviously, in the, the movie sense of it, the Jay and Silent Bob characters are going to be rebooted, so they're going to have new people playing them. But do you think there was a moment when he was like, if it's going to be a reboot, I should have someone else playing the real Jay and Silent Bob that he would be playing? I don't know. That's, I mean, they're so different now, too. I mean, oh, the Smiths, two, like... Yeah, Smith and Muse are completely different people now. Yeah, so I don't know. But the interesting. Jay and Silent Bob are still going to be the exact same people. Oh, well, do, yeah. Do you ever feel... I know this is a real tangent. Do you ever feel like when you watch <laughs> uh, Chasing Amy, like that version of Jane Silent Bob is so different from the rest of the Jane Silent Bobs in, in the VSQ universe? Because like you have Silent Bob who d- really talks a lot more in that movie than he does anything else. And he's just like, it doesn't make any sense that our characters do these things in your comic books and, and stuff like that. But then the rest of the, you know, they are straight up cartoon characters in, their, in the rest of the VSQ universe. So that's why I always think Chasing Amy really falls outside of the VSQ universe, but it doesn't. No, it's literally connected with char- side characters side and char- events. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, part of the reason why they're different in that one is because at that point, that's when Muse really started using heroin. That's true. So he wasn't as like verbose, I guess. And that's why Kevin Smith ended up having to do a lot more talking. Mm. Um and and yeah, like they they are the most unlike their typical selves in that movie than any of the others. It's also one of the most personal films that Smith had, so he wanted to really inject a lot of himself into it. Um, I mean, he really was dating um, Joey Adams. Uh, yes, and the movie was partially based on their relationship, although with a lot of exaggeration, according to him. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that there really was a a double team thing going on though that he had to deal with <laughs> um but yeah that's uh it i feel like the core of them is always going to be you know though is silent bob's the straight man that only says something when it's of utmost importance and jay's just you know a motor mouth right perverted motor mouth that's an <laughs> important thing to explain do you have anything to add? <laughs> nope. I actually think Chasing Amy might be the only, like, of the clerks and stuff that I've seen and remember. Oh, really? So, that's more my chance of <laughs> That's your version, clerks. I know. Fair enough. Everyone's got their favorite. Yeah. <laughs> Mall Rats is my favorite. I think Dogma's mine. You know, I was thinking about Dogma the other day for the for some reason. I was like, I love that oh, movie Dogma. for so many reasons. Oh, I yeah. forgot. Oh, I do like, no, oh, I like Dogma more. <laughs> <laughs> Dogma's great. I don't, you know what? I don't like uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back because that one is full on a live action cartoon oh yeah and he even says so in the commentary he's like oh yeah like I didn't realize I was making a cartoon because yeah, it's he, like you know there's a Scooby Doo reference literally in there And well he says he Winnie says it in one of those uh, Evening Kevin Smith DVDs he says he threw it on for his daughter and this is when Harley was really young and he just makes sure that he turns the audio off he, he mutes it because it's all cartoons and she's like yeah it's it's dad and Uncle Jay just being a cartoon and running around. I mean, there's more than a 
Scooby Doo reference. There's a whole scene of <laughs> Scooby Doo like characters, actual Scooby Doo. <laughs> yeah, you have Mark Hamill doing Star Wars. It's a lot of wish fulfillment too. It I noticed. really is. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of them just getting to live out their fantasies. Uh, speaking of fantasy. Final hey. Fantasy. <laughs> Final <laughs> Fantasy, the video game, is going to be made into a live-action TV series from Sony and Square Onyx. Enix? Onyx? Enix. Do you say Enix? I always heard it was Onyx. Yeah. I've, maybe it is Enix. I don't know. Some, I, I mean, that's an E. Yeah. Onyx. Unux. Enix. 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 Either way, yeah. Um, uh Hive Mind, which produces The Expanse for Amazon, is currently working on a Netflix upcoming The Witcher series, will produce, co-produce uh, the upcoming adaptation of the popular role-playing game. Are either one of you big Final Fantasy fans? I have not played... I have not been a big Final Fantasy fan since the American version of 3. So that's wow. the Japanese version 5, I believe. Um, I've played a bit here and there. I definitely like... The moviness of it, uh-huh. but the gameplay of it, it's just not my favorite gameplay All the turn-based. Like, yeah, yeah. turn-based. I can't stand turn-based, so <laughs> it really doesn't work for me, but I do see the appeal of it. Okay. To that point, I like the movie itself, Spirits Within. The Spirits Within movie? Okay. Um, I've played maybe a grand total of five minutes of Final Fantasy VII. Okay, yeah. that's the big Ditto. one. That's the that's, one that that's, everybody goes. Yeah. It's the one that's getting remade right now. That's the one yeah. that even people that don't play video games are like, "Oh yeah, Final Fantasy VII. That's like <laughs> great game or whatever." Um, I I I can't play that kind of game anymore. I don't know if I ever really could. It's just so time consuming that I just don't have the patience anymore. Huh. Yeah. So I don't really care. And uh, as they gone out, they, I mean, because they're not related either. Like that's the one thing that I always I always hated about the series is that the games don't continue on with any one particular character. There's certain things that that there's relate themes, to all of yeah. them. Yeah, there's themes. There's there's like those the, things right there. The those chicken, that chocobos. Yeah, and you have uh, you'll almost always have a character called Wedge and, and Sid and Sid. Yeah, and. That's supposed to be a reference to Star Wars. For well, Wedge is a, a reference to Star Wars. I don't know about Sid, but there's always a Sid character. Yeah, Sid is something else. Um, there's certain themes like having, you know, the protagonist has crazy hair and a large weapon. Yeah, but that's like anime stuff. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's an anime influence. So, yeah, but I, I mean, I just don't get the appeal. I understand that people really, really love it. It's just never resonated with me. I actually know the characters more from playing Kingdom Hearts over. That's right. There you I was go. like, because at least the first two, the third one, they're just gone in oblivion. I don't even know where they're at. But um, <laughs> the first two had, I want to say from the seventh game, they had the characters mm-hmm. like Cloud and Sephiroth. Yeah, and yeah. All them, you get to fight Sephiroth. And I thought that was cool. And that oh. made me be like, okay, maybe I'll play this Final Fantasy. And it's completely different gameplay. And I'm like, uh. uh. <laughs> I did also like the other movie they made that was... A sequel to Final Fantasy Seven. I can't remember off the oh, top of my head. Oh, uh, Advent called. Children. Yes, Advent Children. Yeah, that one. I never saw that. It's the animation's awesome. It's really, really good. But I'm assuming that it helps if you played the first game, because I didn't really know a lot of what was happening. The plot is confusing as hell, um, and I'm assuming that's by nature because it's so such a sprawling story mm-hmm. that I had no idea what was really going on but it looked beautiful like the graphics were great the fights were pretty cool the music was awesome 
um, yeah, references to Sephiroth and Gaia or whatever the planet's called, or Gaia. Um, no idea. Some kind of disease that was killing everyone. I don't know. It was, it was a lot of stuff that was like went over my head, but it was gorgeous to look at. Yeah, it's, uh, like I said, I played I played a lot of two, which was Cecil was the main character, and then I played a lot of three, which I can't remember what the name character of that. I think her name was Tara. I think you you played as a female character in that one. Uh, so, you gotta be. Couldn't help you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean... We're Steven. We need him. Yeah, he probably would have helped uh, with that. But a live action series of it, I, I'm sure people, fans of it are going to love it. Well, or maybe you love it. <laughs> and uh, I don't know which I don't know which one. I thought I read somewhere that they were going to go base the show off of uh, 15. But I don't see that in this article anywhere. Oh, there it is. Online game Final Fantasy 14. 14. Yeah. So I don't know what that means. I don't know who those characters are, what any of that means. Yeah, but. I don't know. <laughs> I think I lost track after 8. Yeah. yeah, eight was the one with uh, eight is the one when they introduced the 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 gun swords. Like everybody's sword was also a gun. Yes, I think that's right. I think that's true. Yeah, not sure. That sounds right. It yeah. feels good in the jellies. <laughs> you know what I was? I I did remember reading a, a online joke where it was like uh, Final Fantasy better stop before they get to thirty because Final Fantasy XXX is a completely different. <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> that's in my Google search somewhere. Yeah, I bet it is. <laughs> Uh, this so, ain't Final Fantasy. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I, I can't really, we can't really sit there and, and speculate on what kind of actors you would like want to see in something like this because we don't know the characters. But s- set in a near future Blade Runner esque universe, using swords and calling, you know, summoning monsters and stuff like that. Who's an actor that you would see in a role like that would be in that world? Either one of you. I mean, I'm as, I'm guessing a somewhat younger yeah. actor, like probably mid twenties. I don't really know to. I, you know, not really young anymore. But I, you know, who I could Kellen Lutz. I'm, I'm sure that he could find a, a good side character in that. And who's that? Oh, he was in the. He, I think he his most his biggest role was being uh, in those Twilight movies. But he's also Hercules oh. at one point. He's the Hercules that's not the rock that came out around that same time. Oh. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh. That's not the rock. That was, that um, was a great movie. Yeah. <laughs> there was this movie that came out like last year called The Osiris Child. That was, he was okay in that. So now you got me. I don't know. Is it gonna be actually be live action or not like CGI? I, I mean, I imagine there'll be a lot of CGI, but it's supposed to be live action. Hmm. Whatever that means in this day and age. I mean, I'm so far removed from the source material, I have no idea how to even feel about it. But if it looks awesome, like Spirits Within and Avid Children did, I'm more than willing to check it out. Maybe it'll be one that we talk about here. Uh, Maybe it'll be a show that we follow. You hear that Final Fantasy live action TV show? (laughs) You might be on us one day. (laughs) Uh, All right. How about we go to a movie that's that's a little bit earlier in the timeline the beach danny boyle's the beach so danny boyle's been doing a lot of press this week because his movie uh, yesterday came out and um you know he even said that they he has a idea for a third 28 days later movie so the second one was 28 weeks later i'm guessing the next one would be 28 months later um he also said that 
he is working with Paramount, I want to say, Paramount Television. They should call it 28 Dresses Later. I think that's like combining two things that you don't need to combine. Uh, Bring back Catherine Heigl. There you go. But yes, they're going to be a, a new TV show based as a prequel to The Beach starring Leonardo DiCaprio from 2001. Honestly, this is probably the first movie. When I watched The Beach, it was the first movie I liked Leonardo DiCaprio in. Like I know Titanic had already come out, but you I didn't, didn't watch. like Romeo and Juliet. I wasn't a big fan of Romeo what? and Juliet. I wasn't a big fan of him in uh, What's Eating Gilbert Grape, Basketball Diaries. I never watched Basketball Diaries, so I don't know about that one. It's pretty good. I, I I remember him from Growing Pains. He was the kid that they brought in in later seasons to revamp the you know show and be Critters like, Three. <laughs> was he in Critters Three? Yes, he was. Wow. Yeah, I don't remember that, but. Yeah, um, the beach I always thought was a very fascinating movie because I remember the beginning of that is him on vacation in Thailand. So he goes to Bangkok, which is the big tourist thing, and he drinks uh, snake blood. He takes a shot of snake blood, and it gets him real. Fu- I mean, not just that, but he gets real fucked up, and and then he gets tired of it. He's like, "All right, I'm just I've done all the touristy things," and someone's like, "Oh, you don't want to do the tourist things? Come with us." And then they go to a, a remote beach on a remote island, and then you find out that it's a it's a drug island, and now they're all captured there, and you know they have to get away from the drug pen people. Well, it's a, it, it's half a drug island and half just a bunch of like international tourists that feel like Bangkok's they're gonna, too touristy. Yeah, like they're gonna live their life there now. Mm-hmm. Um, That's right. And they have like an uneasy truce where they don't like interfere with each other. But then, yeah, like Leonardo DiCaprio comes over and it starts a chain reaction where it just messes everything up. And <laughs> don't, don't they smoke weed from from the the or they do the heroin or something? They do drugs from the drug dealers' no, crops and the, then they get in trouble. Don't the they? problem was that uh, so nobody's supposed to know about this place and they're supposed to be really secretive and like the drug dealers are like, don't be telling people to come here. You know, like, you guys get a pass, and that's basically it. Well, Leonardo DiCaprio did something really stupid, which is, like, before he went to the beach, he left, like, a note to his roommate or somebody else that he was staying with saying, hey, like, I heard about this place. This uh, is where I'm going. Yeah, I'm going to go here. And so he kind of just forgets about it. Eventually, that person brings other people, and they go to the wrong side of the beach where the drug dealers are. So the drug dealers get pissed off because he finds the map that Leo had made. He says, you guys broke the rule of telling people about this place, so like you done goofed. <laughs> and that's what started the real conflict with them. Huh. Plus, somebody got bit by a shark. They got an infection. It was a whole mess, too. So then now we're going to get a prequel, so I'm guessing it's the original people, the original international tourist, tourists that decided to... Make the deal with the drug dealers on this beach? I guess. I mean, I don't... What, would it be just Leonardo DiCaprio living his boring life before well, going yeah, to Well, yeah, I think we're, we're, you're, 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 the story is with the beach, not with Leonardo DiCaprio's okay. character. So, uh, did you Have you watched this movie, Jessica? No, I have not. You've never seen this movie? Yeah. Are you a Danny Boyle fan? Danny mm-hmm. Boyle, the director of Yesterday. and I liked Yesterday. <laughs> I, I like the... Um, 28 Days Later. 127 Hours. Um, I didn't see that one. M- not, not, uh, Slumdog Millionaire. Then yeah, yeah, I, I do like them. <laughs> I will have to find this movie. <laughs> yeah, you should definitely check that movie out. I, I, like I said, it was one of the first didn't movies Didn't he also I do um, the AI movie? Um, 
Ex Machina? Yes. No. Who was that? Alex something? Proyas? Alex Proyas? No, Alex Garland. Garland. Okay. Yeah. Which I think they've worked together. There's, the yeah, last. they have. There's something about Alex Garland in this uh, article. Alex Garland and I have a wonderful idea go. for the third part, and that I think that's for 28 Days Later, though. Uh, yeah. So, let's see. 28... Uh, Units of Time Later zombie series to follow 28 Days Later and 28 Weeks Later along with the original writer Alex Garland. You've probably got to know Garland a bit better since when, since then with his work of Ex Machina and Annihilation. I mean... It could be 28 parsecs later. Could, I mean, it could be. <laughs> Make it a crossover. <laughs> and Danny Boyle was supposed to do the new Bond movie. I don't know if he... He didn't end up doing it, though. I don't think. I don't remember. It's okay. Uh, yeah, so The Beach is a new TV show. I'm probably interested in it. I, we'll have to see where it ends up at, though. Like, I mean, obviously, everybody's opening up their own streaming channel. I might not be able to get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> However, Taika Waititi, you know, he's kind of a busy man now after making uh, Thor Ragnarok. You know, he's, got, he's making his new one, which is Jojo the Bunny. Something like that. It's the one about the boy who who has an imaginary friend that looks like Hitler. <laughs> what? What? Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like it's it's during World War Two, it's this German kid. He uh has an imaginary friend that looks like Hitler and it's got someone that plays his mother. Oh, Scarlett Johansson? Maybe. I don't remember. Um but it, it's supposed to be it's supposed to be something, and then he's also going to be directing the Akira live action movie that was announced a couple of weeks ago. So, oh, well, he's just like, like Hollywood golden child right now. Right now, it? he's he's big, he's in demand. So he's also going to take a crack. So as they as they put it, at a Flash Gordon animated film for Fox Disney. <laughs> How big a fan are either one of you of Flash Gordon? I've, I've watched the movie probably like three times. I don't, I never remember how it ends, <laughs> but I always enjoy myself when I watch it. Like it's just so ridiculously weird. I believe they saved the, the queen universe. Song, I, the queen song. There you go. The queen song. I mean, the, the most that I know about Flash Gordon, because I never watched the movies and I didn't watch the old TV show. It's from Ted. Is from Ted. Yeah. Ted Sam Jones shows up and he he's playing himself a version right. of himself, and uh, he's you know he gets coked out and stuff and mm-hmm. slams stuff in the wall. But then there was also a Sci-Fi Channel remake series that came out mid two thousands with Eric Johnson as the new um, Flash Gordon. I watched like an episode of that and I was like, okay, this isn't for me. And obviously the show didn't last that long. Yeah. I think it was one season. So that's it. That's all I have for Flash. I know he was he's an ex New York Je- New York Jets quarterback or something like that that gets blasted into space and Yeah, for yeah, he's they, a they need player. a big strong man who can throw for some reason <laughs> go into space to meet some aliens. And then there's the, the bad guy is Ming the Merciless, which is kind of a very racist Asian dude played by a white dude yeah, thing I, going it, on. There's some hot chick in a bikini somewhere, too. I mean, it's space opera. It has to be, just, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that follows a long tradition of, you know, sci-fi yep. yeah. uh, tropes. Yeah, yeah. It's, it very is just filled with sci-fi tropes, <laughs> pretty much. You know, Star Wars owes a lot to Flash Gordon, because originally 
it's kind of a dirty little secret that Lucas actually wanted to remake Flash Gordon. Oh, did he? And wow. couldn't get the rights. Oh. So if you've ever watched uh, on YouTube, there's some side-by-side comparisons of the old th- serials from like the 30s and 40s of Flash Gordon. Uh, I mean, right down to like the opening crawl is taken from Flash Gordon movies. A lot of very similar scenes. And you can just pretty much say it's straight up a ripoff. It was like, yep, this is <laughs> well, what he wanted I mean, to do. Well, I mean, you also take into account that Flash Gordon also has a lot of similarities to Adam Strange from DC Comics, which also has a lot of similarities to John Carter of Mars. Like, mm-hmm. the idea of this human, mm-hmm. this Terran, that gets blasted to a new planet, foreign planet, whatever, and now they're the savior of that planet. It instantly so. becomes better than any of the natives. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, tropes are tropes for a reason. Yeah. Like, they work. People yeah. like them. You got Last Samurai, Dances with Wolves, Avatar. Yep. It's always the white man that's better than the... <laughs> I mean, look at Batman. Batman went to the mysterious Orient and learned how to be a better ninja than the rest of the, than all the of Japanese. Them, yeah. So... Uh, I mean, it's not lost on me. Batman falls into it, too. So, uh, I mean, they're a master race for a reason. Ouch. Okay. <laughs> We're gonna have to, everybody needs to take a moment so that John can collect himself on that one. <laughs> Did anybody, either one of you ever watch Transparent on Amazon? I know that Jeffrey Tambor is never, no longer a part of that show. He won a lot of Academy Awards for it. Um, I mean, the show itself won a lot of Academy Awards, but... The creator of the show, Jill Soloway, is now going to be the writer and director of uh, Red Sonia for Millennium Films, I want to say. Millennium, I think. Uh, for the longest time, yeah, Millennium Films. For the longest time, Brian Singer was attached, and this was after his big scandal, sex scandal, and being mm-hmm. thrown off of uh, the Queen movie. Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, and then stuff coming out about while he was making... Usual suspects, yeah. Usual suspects. Uh, they they got behind him and they doubled down on it. And then I, get, I think finally Hollywood was just like, yeah, you need to need to let him go. You need to not let him do this. So now Jill Hollo- Jill Soloway is going to be making it. Hmm. I have never watched the Conan movies, so I'd never watched Red Sonia. I don't read the Red Sonia com- comic books. Do either one of you have an attachment to the Red Sonia character? I know Bridget. Nielsen. Brigitte Nielsen played the original Red Sonja, right? Yeah. So that's it. That's all I got. What do you got, John? Well, I mean, kind of going on the whole sci-fi and fantasy tropes. <laughs> She's just a scantily clad, strong, redhead woman, barbarian. Was she a redhead in the in the original movie? Yeah. Brigitte Nielsen was wearing a redhead wig or something? I, I don't know if it was dyed or what, but it was reddish, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just... I, I love the Conan movies, for like their cheesy campiness of you know what they were uh-huh. at the time, I, um, I remember seeing that scene of uh, was it James Earl Jones turning into a lizard person? Oh yeah, his face keeps like yeah pulsating until yeah. he becomes a giant snake. Yeah, I mean that's the only thing I know from those movies, and that's just like a, a gif or something. Yeah, and there's the the famous quote of you know what is best what in is life. Best in life. <laughs> oh, that's I saw the Jason Momoa Conan movie. We don't talk about that here. (laughs) (laughs) Where he was literally born in battle. Yes. That's that one. Yes. That movie is so forgettable for me. Yeah. I mean, it's like the Pompeii one with Kit Harington also. It's like, 
that even happened? Yeah. You know how I know that happened? Because you saw Kit Harrington's abs in about every shot of that movie. That's all I remember in that movie. And you see him like shirtless maybe once in like Game of Thrones. Yeah. Uh Which I thought was hilarious. Um, I mean, like I said, I'm a fan of the originals, but they belong in that time and place. I don't think you can recreate those anymore. Well, it's also the... The creator of Conan, I forget, I forget what the name of that that writer's name is, but he he created that other. Also did Tarzan, didn't he? Was it um, Burroughs? It might be Burroughs, but I don't think it was. I don't, I don't know if he did Tarzan or not. But he, there's a another sh- another one that they tried to make a movie out of, like a, a almost a decade ago, um, and it had James Purfoy in it, and he has that one. He has a giant hat, like it's a weird giant one of those. Curious George? No, belt buckle <laughs> hats, uh, pilgrim hats kind of thing. Um, mm. And I just remember like this, the San Diego Comic-Con panel where they just kept talking about, like, we know the, the author was a very big racist and it's not a good thing, but oh, yeah. we want to make sure that people understand that this we didn't, we didn't go with those themes. We went with other themes and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So uh, I, that's all I can think about now when I think of Conan. I yeah, that's Edgar Rice Burroughs. Edgar Rice Burroughs. Okay. So. Yeah, he did Tarzan, John Carter, and... Uh, he did John Carter also? I believe so, yeah. Oh, there you go. Huh. He likes men in white clothes. just talking about that. Yeah, there you, mm-hmm. It says a lot about him, actually. Really <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, either one of you feel anything about this Red Sonja movie? I mean, just from the quick search I did on Red Sonia, I think it'd be interesting to see somebody try to interpret a Red Sonia. Okay. For this, because from I just got from like images, it's just she's she carries a sword and an axe and a chainmail bikini. That's right. So, <laughs> like. That's the secret. How do you? T- I would like. Yeah, I would like to see how you take that and then produce it for like today's, today's audience. audience. Yeah. Like, I like. Like, I'll give it a chance. Like. And you know, there's gonna be the quote unquote internet backlash from dumb male fanboys that are like, "Why you gotta put her in so much armor? The 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 chainmail bikini is all she's supposed to have." And it's like, come on. No, that's dumb. Like, no, that doesn't make any logical sense. You're protecting Just... the boobs and the pelvis, and that's it. Yeah. You don't need to protect anything else. You know what they should remake? What's that? Beastmaster. You know what, Beastmaster. I, I don't remember a lot from Beastmaster, but the idea of Beastmaster, I feel, could go far. Well, because the first one was straight up fantasy. Like, it takes place on a world that's like desert dystopian but they come to this to our world and then in the, in the sequel one, right? yeah, yeah they go to earth like they literally they pull uh kind of a, a moment out of our Masters dungeons and dragons game that oh we had. that's true they come into the real world for a little bit yeah and um, uh, that that could be wasn't there also a tv show for that yes there was yeah. and the i mean obviously the main the lead was played by someone else but the actor i can't remember his name from the movies um did cameo in, oh really? Yeah. Kind of like uh, the Highlander TV show. Yes. Like it was Duncan in the TV show, was Connor in the movies, and then Connor or Chris Christopher Lambert came yeah. came into the show every once in a while. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, yeah, Red Sonia TV or new movie. I don't know how that's gonna work for today's age, but a new cool sword and sorcery movie wouldn't be a bad idea. I I could be for it. Yeah. Speaking of sword and sorcery. I don't know. I don't know if that's actually a segue <laughs> or not. But Eternals. 
that's one of the few movies that we know is going to be coming from the MCU. New movies. Uh, there has not been a um, official Black Panther two, Doctor Strange two yet. Like everybody knows that those are up in the air yeah. that they're they're going to be coming, but there's no official from Disney or Marvel Studios that those are going to be made. Um, we don't know about after Far From Home for Spider Man because Sony, I guess, has to redo their deal with Disney of whether or not they're going to allow Disney to keep using that character yeah. in movies. We know a Black Widow movie is coming. They're working on it right now. But uh, Eternals is one of the is the only other thing that we have that's guaranteed. At least for now, I for imagine now. end of August we're probably going to learn a lot more. Yeah, <laughs> when we get San Diego Comic Con and D twenty three, we're going to definitely find out a lot more. Um, so uh, we already had Angelina Jolie, I believe, uh, talked to for a role. Camille Manjani is going to be in the movie. Now we have Selma Hayek in talks, and as we learned, Kevin Feige said that he's been talking to Keanu Reeves for a very long time to be in a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. Uh, the latest round would be for the Eternals. I don't know how I feel about this, because I understand not a lot of people outside of very hardcore comic book readers, because I'm a big comic book reader, and I don't really know much about the Eternals. Yeah are going to know what the Eternals are. So you have to get bigger names to draw them in. Like, Iron Man may not have been the biggest character, but at least most people, would, I would say, still know what an Iron Man was before the movie came out. So you get Robert Downey Jr., who was a big star, and then kind of went out of the win- out of the spotlight, and you got people to come in. It's mm-hmm. an easy concept to get your mind around for Iron Man. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But then every, a lot of people know who Captain America is, so you got someone that wasn't that big a known. Like, Chris Evans had done a lot of movies, but he still wasn't a household name Mm-mm. when he came around. Ke- Captain America made his career. Um, that's why I think... It, that's it's Same with Thor. Like, people know what Thor is, didn't really know what Chris Hemsworth was. You can... If it's a big known character, you get a lesser known name. If it's a lesser known character, you get big names. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about all these big names coming in for this movie, though. Camille, Camille Nanjani is not a big name, but he has been around a lot lately. He yeah. was just in the Men in Black International movie. He had an episode of Twilight Zone, the new Twilight Zone. He's going to be in that Stuber movie with uh, <laughs> uh, Batista. Yeah. All right. Um, We're going to go see that, by the way. Oh, are we? Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's kind of a good thing that Marvel's moving to something that really nobody knows about at all because they've already changed so much anyways mm-hmm. within Marvel. They've really gone off comic book, but that's true. Like, and, he- and yeah, and like I don't know if they need to do big names because the MCU is now so massive that that's got a pool of its own. But I at feel this point. I feel like after Endgame, when you know that Chris Evans isn't coming back, Robert Downey Jr. isn't that's coming true. back, like these are the big characters and the big names of the MCU. Like now they have to almost like they have to reboot. They have to start over. And you're gonna need people to start the new franchise. So the bigger names make sense. Yeah. But but I also don't want the bigger names. I don't want people going in and being like, All right, I'm watching that new Angelina Jolie movie. No, I want I want people going in and being like, I'm watching the new Marvel Cinematic Universe movie or the new Marvel Studios movie. Yeah, that and with these bigger name people actually sign a long contract too, because it's kind of implied you're joining a universe. Yeah. You're gonna have to sign a long contract. Mm-hmm. So if it's all still in talks, like maybe they're trying to aim for bigger names, but who knows if they'll actually get them. That that's true. And you know, Guardians of the Galaxy was another 
I mean, obviously, it's a big hit for them. Made a lot of huge stars. Yeah. But it was a title that a lot of people didn't know. Like, people don't know who the Guardians of the Galaxy were. Even mm. the, the movie doesn't have the characters that are known as Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, I think Peter Quill, you know, was yeah. was a Guardian, but that's about it. Yeah. Like, it's supposed to be Yondu originally. Yeah, Yondu. And a bunch of others. It's all the people mm-hmm. that were the original Guardians in the, the sequel. sequel, yeah. With all the Stallone original Ravagers, yeah. Michelle yeah. Yeoh. Yeah, yeah. Those characters, yeah, Stavone's character, stuff like that. So, it's, it's interesting that that's how that worked out. Yeah. And that's kind of where I'm like, like, like do we really need big name characters no I, yeah, you know just make a trailer like the reason why i went to go see gardens of the galaxy was well superheroes but the trailer like superheroes getting arrested and playing good music in the background <laughs> i was like sold i was like that's what will make me go to a movie not necessarily who's in it it's it's gonna be like the trailer that's really what sells that's me on a movie that, that's exactly what went through warner brothers head for suicide squad <laughs> that and is that, exactly that did work i did go see that piece of crap <laughs> <laughs> so they got your money yeah they they, you didn't have to like the it. They, they don't care if you like it after yeah. that they got your money no i get i get i totally get that 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 movie like i i was in because james gunn like i was already a fan of james gunn yeah but that the the soundtrack on that is amazing mm-hmm. and i think that definitely got a good 80% of the people that saw that movie like they loved it because of that soundtrack yeah like the first 5 seconds of peter quill dancing mm-hmm. and like singing along i was like this is my superhero like, <laughs> this is my guy like, this no, is real to me that's actually a good point cuz i know people who don't like superhero movies who and they thought like that, that movie. it was good yeah. because of that yeah, yeah it just hit a good like the right tone mm-hmm. yeah i'm all about heroes being a bit more realistic like DC tends to go way too dark for me. I was like, no, people have a sense of humor when that crap's <laughs> happening. Like, that's why I will only say I'm MCU mm-hmm. over DC because they have that balance of, that to me feels more realistic. Like, that, these people could be my heroes in real life. Yeah. I mean, that, I mean that's that's kind of the thing with Marvel all the time is that they, they kind of always have been uh, more reality-based comic book characters. Yeah. Where, you know, everybody over at DC is a god, mm-hmm. so to speak. Even Batman, he doesn't have any powers, but he can yeah, figure anything out. he survives all this stuff. <laughs> like, he breaks his back, like, three times. Like, uh, I'm going to go ahead and take on Bane again. It's like, I no. just got stronger. So the only thing he can't recover from is being an orphan. <laughs> oh, I mean, he's, he got a, a surrogate dad. Alfred is his father. Yeah, I guess that's true. Uh, all right. We're getting into Jessica territory here. We're talking about some Disney stuff. Melissa McCarthy, as of the point of recording this, is in final talks, early talks, to play Ursula in the live-action Little Mermaid movie. Now, they haven't had really any discussion about this movie in a while. I remember they had had talked to somebody about being uh, Ariel, but I think that fell through. I don't think that person is going to be playing it I anymore. kept on hearing Emma Stone or Lindsay Lohan. Ooh. I think Lohan was... I think Lohan wanted it. Yeah, Lohan wanted She'd it. She'd be way too so old. So she was trying to talk to Disney about <laughs> it. But yeah, Disney basically was- it was any actress that had been a redhead. Mm-hmm. And Emma like, Stone is supposed to be doing... Uh, 101 Dalmatians now. The the evil. The Cruella de Vil. Cruella, yeah. yeah. So she's supposed to be doing Which, that now. Yeah, I think it's a good um, role for her. But as long as they get someone that can sing, I mean. Yeah, that's yeah. my. Problem. That was like all the people oh. were like, "Oh, redheaded actresses," and I was like, "No, people that can sing, please." <laughs> I think the the last person I heard was Elle Fanning. I don't know if that sounds right or not. Oh, okay. 
I don't know if that's right, but yeah. Yeah, I feel like I've seen that. But that's it. Like, this whole movie has been speculation for, like, two years now. And I would say from that era of Disney, like, Disney animated movies, this is probably the biggest one. Um, this one and then Beauty and the Beast. Look, this is, they're doing the Renaissance era right now. So, uh-huh. and I think The Little Mermaid was one of the first ones was, of the Renaissance era. Yeah, it era. was the first one yeah, followed by Beauty l- and the Beast. Late 80s. So, yeah, kind of after. Would you say it. this one's bigger or Lion King was bigger? Ooh. Which one uh, would you say was the bigger movie out of the two? I think I've, Lion King Lion got King the push. Lion King because it got every... Sort of like every kid can like Lion King, whereas not, Little Mermaid best. and Beauty and the Beast is princess, but mm-hmm. Lion King's like really every single kid can enjoy a movie about lions. So I feel like Lion King was one of the best, but they think the Little Mermaid was the start of the Renaissance in which that they had that group of really good yeah movies. I just I just feel like up the, until Pocahontas, <laughs> I, I feel like every woman I meet that's around my age is always always like oh well Little Mermaid is my favorite like yeah Ariel is my girl kind of thing it's just like yeah so that's me talking I well okay every woman I meet and John (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying I I feel like they they are hesitant in moving forward with this live action one as opposed to all the other ones because so many people hold it in such a high regard to me Beauty and the Beast also had that same level of it because of the story was about a lot about like you know not bullying and stuff like mm-hmm. that and seeing the true inner self mm-hmm. so beating the beast was also popular for that reason too and they managed to nail the cast so did you like dan stevens as the beast yeah i did i felt i feel like i i, I wanted someone bigger not like not as in a bigger name but like just a bigger like physically bigger like I understand, the beast was was all CGI. That's not that big yeah. a deal. I just meant when he became Adam. Yeah, Prince Adam. Well, no, that's He Man. Prince no, Adam is like the Adam. biggest disappointment in Disney for us Disney girls because it's like he, he's almost more attractive as the beast than he is as actual Prince Adam. So really, they could have had anybody. That's so it is Adam. Like, yeah. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. it should have been Army yeah. Hammer. <laughs> Army <laughs> Hammer would have been good. I would have yeah. been okay with that. But he was already in something else, wasn't he? I don't think so. I can't think of any like younger actresses because the Beast isn't supposed to be that old. Or actors, sorry. Well, he turns 21 in the movie, doesn't he? 21st yeah. birthday. And well, Emma Watson isn't as young as Belle is supposed to be either. Yeah. True dad. <laughs> but I don't think he's supposed to age when he's the Beast. I want to say that's part of the curse is he's stuck. That would make sense because yeah, it wasn't a long time, time that yeah. he was... The beast. The yeah. rest of the, the yeah, the rest of the house isn't aging either. Yeah. Chip is still five, even though that's you know been yeah. twenty or whatever years. I don't know. So, uh, yeah. Then, Ur- I mean, Melissa McCarthy is Ursula. I- have you ever heard Melissa McCarthy sing? No, and that that's my main concern. Like, I kind of like her as the character acting wise. Mm-hmm. Um, no but idea it's if she that can sing. song. Like, poor unfortunate souls is such a good song that requires a pretty good singer so but it's disney so she's gonna get you know she's gonna get people helping her out yeah there'll be backup singers there'll be filters and all kinds of. but then again one of the downfalls of the live action beauty and the beast was that emma watson wasn't the strongest of singers Mm. and you could kind of tell that they were working her voice a little bit so i i don't know if they'll make that same mistake again i mean still enjoyed it but back in the day when they made those movies the the animated movies the singer and the actor were two different people. Yeah, and then they started going to doing both, pushing that the the um, actor and singer should be the same, so you don't get the voice differences. Mm. I believe Jodie Benson was the voice of both air, the singing and speaking voice of Ariel. 
I yeah. don't know. Yeah, she was. And I want to say, did Paige O'Hara? Paige O'Hara? Yeah, Paige O'Hara. I think she did sing. Is that Ursula? No, that's no, Belle. No, it's Belle. Belle. Um, no idea. And I can't remember the Ursula. Irene Bedard did not do her own singing, though. Who's Irene Bedard? Uh, Pocahontas. Pocahontas. Uh, and then yeah, wasn't it Vanessa Williams that did Pocahontas? Or she did the she did the, the song. soundtrack version of it. Oh, okay. But within the movie, I don't know who it was. Because those are usually two different things too, right? It's the soundtrack version is a, is an actual recording artist, just like yeah, like what was it? Um, uh, Genesis. Oh, he uh, did the song Phil for Collins. Tar- Phil Collins did the song for Tarzan. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So. I, I doubt Tarzan sounded like so, Phil yeah. Collins when he sang. No. Yeah, there's always the uh, that the um, world credits version, like the pop version. Uh, of song. Like yeah, even yeah. Um, Frozen, it was Demi Lovato singing "Let It Go," which yeah. was a real mistake. And like but. Luther Vandross <laughs> and someone else did like the Beauty and the Beast one, I think. Yeah. So, um, if they do go forward, mm-hmm. I mean. At this point, a lot of Disney trivia. I think (laughs) so weird. What? Who else would you like to like? So Prince, Adam? No, it's no Eric. 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 Yeah, Eric. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. We're still talking about Beauty and the Beast. No, no. I was was going through actors. I'm glad you. (laughs) So Prince Eric. Who would you like to see play Prince Eric? Who would you like to see play Ariel? Who like who? What about? Was it Neptune? Or is it Poseidon. Uh, Poseidon? Poseidon. Yeah. Or Triton. No. Triton. 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 Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Actually, Triton is the son of Poseidon. That's right. Which yeah. is when they came up with the, the fan theory that this is related to uh, Hercules, that all of these Disney movies are actually connected. Oh, yeah. The, the shipwreck that we see in one of the shots in Beauty and the... Or, uh, Frozen? In, uh, well, yeah. The, the shipwreck that happens in Frozen <laughs> is one that we see in... Under, in in the Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's the one she swims through in the beginning, supposedly. Yeah. So, I know, I don't know, I, I know you watched Once Upon a Time, and I watched Once Upon a Time, I don't know yes. if you did, but uh, in that one, they had Ursula be the daughter of Poseidon, which was played by Ernie Hudson, and yeah. that would make that Ursula and Triton were, or is it Triton? Triton. Triton. Yeah. Brother and sister, right? Is that yeah. what you just said? I, that Triton was the son yeah. of Poseidon? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I yeah, they're like half siblings or something like that. It, I know in some expanded lore, I, I remember reading somewhere that you know the behind the scenes story is that there was some kind of jealousy, um, and that's why uh, you know Ursula was almost as powerful as Triton, which is why you know when he bows down to her, it's like such a big deal because mm. then yeah. that, that tipped the scale like way too more far on her end or something like that it's it's interesting but going back to the casting of melissa mccarthy uh i think it would have looked better or maybe that's just my opinion uh the woman from the drew carey show oh wow maybe or something yeah i mean that was drew carey show was in the mid 90s like i don't know if she'd be up for doing that movie at this point i mean i'm sure it's gonna be mostly cgi I mean, her character probably is. Yeah. Probably just the fate. I mean, like, I'm sure Will Smith wasn't floating around for real for most of the scenes. <laughs> you don't know that. He's on wires or something? Yeah, sure. Yeah, could be. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I stand correct. <laughs> um, Casting-wise, do you have an aerial in, in mind? I really oh. don't. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. That's, no, no. I had a really good casting idea for I'm, 
No, I I'm afraid to... to find out, John. Yeah. That's actually pretty clean. Okay. Okay. I think the buzz is wearing off, so I'm leveling here. So <laughs> go ahead. Uh, Lizzo. Who? Lizzo. Lizzo. I don't know who Lizzo is. Uh, she's kind of a relatively new artist, but she's definitely got some curvature. Oh, oh we're talking about a recording artist. Yes. Okay. okay. So she's that a singer. But you don't know if she's an actress. Like, what's uh, more important to you at this point? She's technically an actress because she. Whoa, sorry. Just knock my microphone off. Uh, she's technically an actress. She did a voice on Ugly Dolls. Okay, technically. So she's got a credit. All right. Okay. She sure. kind of acts in her music videos. All right. So you think for for who? For, for Ariel. Ursula. Oh, for Ursula. Ursula. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, well, we already have we have a casting for Ursula. It's Melissa McCarthy. I'm saying this one would be better though. Ah, fair like, enough. Don't, don't stunt cast uh, Melissa, Melissa McCarthy. McCarthy. Um, you know, it, it feels like stereotyping. Don't do that, Hollywood. <laughs> you know, get someone that can actually do the role. And How old is Prince Eric and Ariel supposed to be? Like, obviously, we're going to go mid-20s, people. But He's, he's supposed to be yeah. in his mid-20s. He's supposed to be in his mid-20s? Yeah, she's supposed to be 14 or something? She's, no, 17. 16. She just 16. turned. She was her 16th it was birthday. birthday. Yeah, 16. Okay, so we're going to probably say she's going to end up being 21. Yeah, 21, 18. <laughs> something like that. Once again, I always have the hard problem of, of not knowing a lot of young actors and actresses because I don't watch a lot of the shows that have to do with that. I see Zendaya's rumored. Zendaya, okay. Yeah, I mean, she's already playing MJ. The Daily Beast, so, yeah. So there's a redhead. Um, and she's she's former singer or is a singer, so that you got that going for her. Uh, I really, like I said, I don't care as long as they can act and they can sing, like... I really don't care. <laughs> I just want it to be a good movie. Well, like, if you go with Zendaya and you don't have to pick someone of the same race, but like Donald Glover is Prince Eric, that'd be kind of interesting. Definitely. I think that'd be, you know, like uh, he plays aloof a lot, but then he can be brave and, and stuff. Did anybody see Guava Island? I thought that was a great movie. I watched it on, on Amazon. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's. do you remember he made that music video for This Is America? No? No. No, remember that? I really want this to happen now because I want to see his version of Under the Sea, but done in the style of This Is America. <laughs> so you do remember the music video, This Is America, yes. which I just asked. Yes. Okay. Well, he I made, wasn't listening, sorry. Yeah, obviously. So he made that music video while making this movie. Like, you can see the the ins and out of it, and uh, the movie is pretty great. So if you get a chance to watch it, it's got him and Rihanna as a, as a couple in, in, the, in the movie. Um. I don't know who who else could possibly be a Prince Eric. Uh, Nick Jonas. Nick Jonas. Sure. Why yeah. not? He's hey, already that, affiliated with Disney, so yeah. And, and he then can he's, sing, right? And he's already married to uh, Sophie Turner. I thought that was Joe. Oh, Joe. Well, well, keep it in the family. Nick is married to the uh, uh, Indian actress. Um, I forget her name. Priya something? Priya. Priyanka. Priyanka Priyanka. Chopra. Thank you. So, I mean, maybe she could be Ariel. I mean, she's much older than the the part's supposed to be, but... It's going to be a really tall Ariel if you get Sophie. (laughs) (laughs) That's also true. Actually, that would make sense, too, because then, you know, she had the mermaid tail, and now she has these big old long legs, doesn't know how to use them. It's all wobbly. (laughs) It's all wobbly with it. All right. I mean, she needs a new franchise now that her X-Men are done, and Game of Thrones is over, so... (laughs) 
There you go. Uh, last thing we have, or maybe last thing. Disney. Disney seeking underrepresented filmmakers for new shorts incubator. Jess brought this mm-hmm. article to us. What? What do you? How do you feel about Disney doing this for new, new, new directors? Uh, I Disney owns most of Hollywood now, so I think it's a good way to start seeing some underrepresented stuff. Um. So the big thing about this is that it's a seven-month program that you'll go to and you know you learn the basics of film. You kind of already have to have some experience. I want to say you just have to have made a film that's Do you necessarily have to have gone to film school? Uh, no. Okay. You don't. I, um, I don't think... Yeah, you just... I pretty From what I'm understanding, you just had to have had made a film. Okay. That's at least eight minutes long. And it can't be something that has been published... Oh, on so really just, big so it can't be like filmmakers that are already starting to establish themselves basically you released it on vimeo or youtube or something yeah and the biggest thing of this is you'll also have a living stipend too because disney's pointed out that like what's keeping a lot of underrepresented people from joining the film industry is that they can't afford to live in southern california so or can't get there right um, that and they're also going to be focused on getting people from different backgrounds too so lbgdq and um other religions and stuff like the different cultures and ethnicity too um and the shorts that they're making could possibly be on the disney plus i think that's super interesting because that also i mean not that it's not that to take away from the what they're trying to do here but obviously disney needs more content for the streaming channel i mean otherwise you get things like dc universe which as an idea is great, but they don't have a lot of content on that streaming app. So Disney Plus is going to have mm-hmm. a bunch of Fox things. It's going to have their new original stuff. It's going to have a lot of their old stuff. The and whole now, Disney library. I mean, is it going to have the whole Disney library? Well, it's definitely not going to have Song of the South. Well, exactly. Sure. But I'm just saying, like, is is the vault still going to be a big thing about them? Like, you know, when they put the movies in and stuff like that, are they going to... Are they going to... Are they going to allow certain movies to be available on Disney Plus for a limited amount of time and then take them away again? Mm. Like, I don't. I feel like that's how they could possibly go with it. Because you can't, you can't buy what the original nineteen ninety one Aladdin is it ninety one? Uh, ninety two. Ninety. Yeah. I'll say it was ninety one. Ninety one, ninety two, somewhere in the the nineteen nineties Aladdin animated Aladdin. You can't buy it on on iTunes anymore. Like I guess no. it was on Apple iTunes for a while. Is it because of a little bishop that had the boner? No, I don't think that's the reason why. No. Disney just likes to like release stuff for like oh, six put months it in or a year yeah. and then they put it back in the yeah. vault. And then they'll do like oh, the Blu-ray version. Ooh, but see, like I understood Blu-ray that for this. hard copies, physical yeah. copies and stuff, but I didn't I didn't realize they did the same thing for digital stuff. Like so you can't buy a digital version of it on, on iTunes, which I a lot of people realize, do. Yeah. So that, to me, that I mean, obviously they took it away right now because the movie, that live action movies comes out and it makes it so that people want it even more so that mm-hmm. when it comes out of the quote unquote vault, it's yeah. going to be... It's going to be a bigger it's, push. Yeah. Um, will they do the same? That's my thing is, will they do the same thing for their Disney Plus? Is certain things going to be available or not available? Are they actually going to put their quote unquote renaissance animated movies on the Disney Plus so that people can watch them anytime they want? Yeah, they're actually being fairly quiet about that. Yeah. So I think they're kind of sort of waiting to see how Disney Plus actually does mm-hmm. and see how much the demand is and how much money they can get off of it. So, But I feel like that would be one like 
you if you're pushing if you're starting to lose numbers and you're streaming or whatever then That's yeah true. like oh let's put out beauty and the beast let's put out this show that millennials love or like i would love to see because they had like in the 90s they had the little mermaid show they had that's right the timon and pumbaa show like they had all these shows i used to watch the aladdin show i really loved the aladdin show like is it gonna be the place where i can actually watch the gargoyles yeah that too (laughs) like they they have to be holding on that because it's everywhere on the internet like disney knows we want it so they're just (laughs) it's so true like (laughs) tailspin is the live action movie they need to make I mean, they made Jungle Book. That's not Tailspin. It's not Tailspin. It's a lot of the same characters. We need a live action. No, we need that like 1930s airplane (laughs) fantasy. That that's that's the next big thing. No, the next big thing. What they need to they want to do live action remakes of their stuff. Atlantis: The Lost Empire needs a live action remake. Like that is rife for a live action remake. We already had Stargate though. Cover that. I hate Stargate. (laughs) Stargate was made here, and I hate it. Like it, it just. I, I never was into that sci-fi. Anyways, that uh, Treasure Planet, like that'd be cool. We can get, we make that into a live-action remake. Uh, Treasure Island, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, yeah, we have Treasure Island it's already. Like Treasure but, Island came Treasure Planet. You know, I heard that they're thinking of making a live-action Hercules and bringing Danny DeVito back as the fawn. I, mean, I did hear about that one, I, too. I think that's more just a rumor, but yeah, internet it's a rumor. But yeah, like any Disney movie, really, because they're doing so many remakes, it's like, they can do this one. They uh-huh. can do this one. <laughs> Until, like, they say it at D23, then I'll know. Yeah, I'm they, seriously they, just yeah. sitting there waiting for August. Yeah, like, I, I think it was just wishful thinking, because they were saying, like, oh, Chris Hemsworth could be the Hercules. The new Hercules? I was like, would he really? I mean, he, he, I, I, I don't know if he would do it, but uh, I could definitely see him look just like the ver- the animated yeah. version. Like, it's it's very possible. Um, and speaking, last thing about Disney, we have a possible Marvel Land update. Uh, possible. I tried. So after mentioning it last week, I tried to research because Disney's really good at just having everything be rumor. But the one thing they can't hide is the patents they're getting. That's right. Um, so back in 2017, which I remember reading about this, <laughs> they had a patent for a ride vehicle type that's on a pendulum. So that swings and you sit down on the bottom of the pendulum and even that can go up and down and other directions too. Mm-hmm. And supposedly this is around the time they were in talks for a Spider-Man ride. So there's a possibility that the Spider-Man ride that they're building could be that you're swinging through the streets. And and from what I've heard is that it, it is going to be a Spider-Man ride and you're going to be helping that hero somehow in some way through this. I could thing. definitely see that. Now, if they were to do this ride... Would you want it to be a virtual ride a la uh, uh, Star Tours kind of thing? Like where you're in a room and the screen's around you and stuff like that and you're swinging back and forth? Or do you want it to be like Thunder Mountain where you're actually like swinging as it goes around a track kind of thing? Um, I think from what I'm understanding, it could possibly be a mix of the two. So a bit more movement. Um. There's like a Guardians of the Galaxy ride going into Epcot right now, and they've already started building. I think I want to say the building's almost done. I can't remember when it's supposed now, to be finished. Now, will this be different than the the Escape one? Yes, it's not going to be the Escape one. They have they're keeping Tower of Terror in okay. in Walt Disney World, um, the Mission Escape that they have in Disneyland or Breakout. Yeah, yeah, yeah Mission, Mission Break- Breakout. It's right. Mission Breakout in Disneyland. It's a really cool ride, but I don't think they can touch the Tower of Terror that's in. Disney World that's a little bit too beloved. 
Um, why, why would that? Why is that one more beloved than the one in Disneyland? It's a bit different. Um, so the one in Disneyland, you basically you just go up and down. Uh-huh. Um, in Disney World, the elevator actually moves forward into a room. Wow! And so that it's just a little bit better of a ride, plus basically. You, plus, and plus, the thing in Disney World is that you have space; like they can expand outward. Yeah. Whereas Anaheim, you can't. Yeah, which the Guardians of the Galaxy ride is going to replace a ride that I loved. That was an Ellen Generous and Bill, oh. um, Bill Nine the Science Guy ride, and it, <laughs> you went through. You learned about energy, the history of energy. Epcot's like huge on um, learning, like learning about yeah. science and stuff in a fun way. Um, so you like ride through dinosaurs, but from what I've seen of that one, is it's almost like if you know the Toy Story Midway Mania ride, you kind of like go through a ride yeah, and yeah. screens, and it's like a video game. Mm-hmm. That's what it's looking like blueprint wise. Okay. So that's, but I think the screens are supposed to be bigger, so that could be like a more virtual ride too. It's like that. Uh, I, I remember only seeing a trailer for it, but the Pirates of the Caribbean ride at Shanghai Disney, where it's all yeah. a lot of screens God, and stuff that like that. Looks amazing. But yeah, yeah, something like big, it's supposed to be big, massive screens and um, some sort of like ride vehicle. So you're still on a track, but there's virtualness but, uh, okay. too. Very cool. But, um, was there anything else you want to talk about? Do you want to get into a little bit of uh, Good Omens? Good Omens? Sure. I mean, I just thought it was a great series. I love yeah. Martin Sheen and David Tennant. They yeah. did amazing in that. The Going through the different eras with their looks and stuff like that was, was incredible. Um, I never read the book. Did you ever read the book? Or I, the series of books? I am like three quarters of the way through the book right now. It's a bit, it's a lot easier to watch than it is to read. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, when you watch, like, spoiler alert when you watch like the aliens come in <laughs> like when you, you're watching it you're like okay yeah things are messing up when you read it you're like wait did he just talk to aliens like why are there aliens here you don't make the connection in the book that the kid is summoning the alien you're right like, oh okay but um but yeah other than that it's really following the book so far i haven't finished the ending so i don't know if the ending's any different but yeah i mean and like yeah. i said i thought you know it, it, a lot of the talent they had, they had John Hamm in there as mm-hmm. Gabriel. They had, um, uh, uh, who was one of the demons? Yeah, it's not, it's not important. No. Just the, a lot of the care, a lot of the character side characters you had in that were great. The, you know, the kids were great. It was just a good show all around. I, en- I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was really good. And I learned something new when they did the, um, you know, they try to do the petition against it, that one religious group. I learned that. The one that went to Netflix yeah, instead of Amazon? I learned that Neil Gaiman actually made that because it was it was co-written by um, Neil Gaiman. And Terry and Pratchett? Terry, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Terry Pratchett. Yeah. And um, apparently when Terry Pratchett died, he had asked Gaiman to make this into like a film, like to get it out there. So and that, I, and that, I, like, I think Neil was like, the showrunner for it. Yes, yeah, he so. was. And he produced it. Yeah. So, yeah, oh, and oh, God, God was voiced by Francis McDormand. Oh, yeah, like, that was that was great. The whole <laughs> beginning scene of explaining God and everything was yeah. just it was just so well done. And <laughs> I, I say I don't like go to movies to watch actor. The exception is David Tennant. Like, yes, I'm in love with David Tennant and his acting skills and abilities. <laughs> I will see him in anything that he's in. I don't care what it is. So. He, I mean, yeah, he was so good. He so. was he nailed Crowley and and the fun relationship of like a demon and angel like being best friends to me is the <laughs> best thing ever. I, I love that like Martin Sheen's character of uh, I, 
I could never say his name. As Aziraphil. Aziraphil, yeah. Something like that. Uh, like constantly not wanting to admit that Crowley is his best friend. But yeah. Like, no, you're a demon. I'm an angel. It doesn't make any sense. We're not supposed to be friends. But yet he still comes through for him, you know, mm-hmm. or he, he knows but that Crowley will be there for him kind of time. thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, Sounds like they need to play Striking Vipers together. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I don't feel like they have that kind of thing going on. They're angels and demons, but... Hey, through God, anything is possible. Okay. All right, Mac. <laughs> Was uh, did, did this... I know you haven't watched it yet, but us talking about it, has it made you want to watch it anymore? I've, I've any been less? wanting to watch it since I saw the first commercial for it. Just haven't had time. Just but, haven't had time. Yes, but I'm super into it. I want to check it out and see see what it does for me. So if you could take two out of three of our uh, recommendations for anything, check out Good Omens on, mm-hmm. on Amazon Prime. Definitely. Good time by all. All right. When we come back next week, we should have the first episode of Strange Things to talk about. Uh, any expectations from anybody for the third season of Stranger Things? I feel like there's going to be a twist Ooh. in the story. Ooh. Twist in twist. any way or are you just expecting a twist? I'm just expecting a twist. Okay. I'm expecting a lot of awesome 80s outfits. <laughs> <laughs> I love the incorporate in, incorporation of the of the Star Court and stuff, the, oh, the yeah, mall. The mall. But I really want to learn more about the MK Ultra testing that they were doing at the Hawkins Labs. Like I want to learn more about that program before we got to it. There's a book. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a reader. <laughs> so <laughs> That's not a thing that I do well. Well, go to audible.com and type in the uh, promo code geek out. <laughs> yeah, oh, we don't yeah. have a promo yeah, code. We'll do for you. <laughs> it's not going to give you a discount for yeah. anything, but <laughs> but you can get the book. You're probably better off with Your uh, first book is free on Audible. <laughs> That's just the overall. <laughs> Oh, I love that. All right, folks, uh, if you want to get a hold of me, I'm on Twitter. I'm at Mitchipedia GEM. John is also on Twitter as? I am seldom on there, but I am at Magic Bollocks. And Jessica can now be found on Twitter at? J.M. Bailey Writes. That's right. The rest of Geek Elite Media is at Geek Elite Media on Twitter, at Geek Elite Media on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Media is our Facebook page. Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on the Geek Elite Media Network on our website, geekleetmedia.com. But until next time, this is the Geeks Watch on the Geek Elite Media Network saying, always remember to... Geek out. This concludes our broadcast.